0: It was painfully obvious why CNN chose to air a live town hall with former President Donald Trump this week. They needed a ratings boost. Bad. At any cost. And that cost came at the expense of the American public, as the former president who was recently found liable in a sexual assault case, and who was impeached twice, by the way, was able to completely steamroll over reporter Caitlin Collins and turned what was supposed to be essentially a Q&A session with voters into a raucous campaign rally broadcast live to millions. You did it, CNN. Now, for her part, Collins tried, in vain, to combat his claims, false narratives, and bring the conversations back on track, but it was no use. You simply can't expect to have a serious conversation with someone who isn't interested in anything aside from taking complete control of the room and altering the realities of anyone who will listen. All to the cheers of an in-studio audience that lapped up every second of it. They clapped, they laughed, they applauded. It was pandemonium and even the best, and everyone can be like after the fact, be like, "This is what she should have done," or "This is what I would have done," or anything like that. But in the room with the guy who is the number one person in the world for just talking over and steamrolling and taking, yeah. Uh, if only of the there were
1: like more than half a decade of uh, evidence of this man doing this exact thing yes. for us to, uh, you know, have seen and uh, acted accordingly. She was thrown to the
0: wolves, and, and she
1: tried to do a good job, but it's impossible. Let's just hear this Trump guy out. It was... What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Insane. So yeah, CNN, they knew... They they had to have known that this is how it was going to happen. Yeah. Exactly how it was going to happen. They <laughs> knew it would set off a firestorm of commentary and reaction. And they knew that it would be ratings gold, baby. Regardless of the potential damage inherent in platforming this guy. But this is what happens when those greedy writers go on strike, you know? We gotta gotta do some things that might not be popular, but got bills to pay. Sorry. Donald yeah. Trump's not a member of the WGA. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that didn't stop the CNN host in the lead up to the event, ignorantly hoping, <laughs> apparently sincerely, that yeah. maybe they would see a change in tone from the former president. They've got Susan Collins' brain. This is like <laughs> throughout the term. So uh, yeah, he has, He we already saw this man in office for four years. And it, it's like how every month or so during that entire four years, would be like, I think yesterday was the day that Donald Trump finally really became president. Uh, maybe a change of tone for the. What do you know? The man is—he is, he is uh, elderly. <laughs> he's been like this his entire life. People don't have change of character that late in life. It just does not fucking happen. Especially when, in even the lead up to this event, he's gotten more off the rails
0: with his rhetoric. Yeah. Like. Oh, you think just, like, at his own rallies, he's going to all of a sudden change because he's at a CNN town hall? A town hall that, by the way, shouldn't even exist. We are not in election season. He has no competitors, officially.
1: Yeah, so...
0: Aside from, like, Vivek Ramaswamy, which, like, not serious, but...
1: Yeah, if you're a Vivek head, let us know. Uh, (laughs) Trump's the exact same person he's always been. It's disingenuous to assume that things might have been different this time around. It's almost like they'd completely forgotten about him being literally the president for four years and then attempting to overturn the results of an election when those results didn't go his way. Yeah. So, yeah, the town hall began. Caitlin Collins went right for the easy layup. Yeah, exactly, Uh, just the the easiest thing to do. Mr. Trump, do you still believe that the election was stolen? And his response should not have been a surprise to anyone, but here he was in prime time, regurgitating the stolen, rigged election lies despite all the mountains of evidence, multiple court cases, conservative-funded investigations, and witness testimony that all reached the same conclusion uh, years ago at this point that the election wasn't rigged, that Trump actually lost,
0: fair and, and square. And uh, is currently facing a court battle where he it might be proven that he tried to alter the results of the election. So, uh, I don't know. What do you? How do you think he was going to answer that question? No, come on. So this part of the conversation would set the stage for the rest of the night. Collins would have the facts that countered all of Trump's claims, but he would plant his feet and present an alternative view of the past few years. One where not only was he the victim at every turn, but that every decision he made was morally, ethically, and legally correct, regardless of the outcome, including the January 6th insurrection, which he took no credit for the bad parts. In fact, said it was a beautiful day. He also claimed that he attempted to stop it, and he went on to say that he would pardon a large portion of the people involved in storming the U.S. Capitol. People who have been convicted by juries and judges. A lot of whom have
1: already served their terms. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and a lot of whom... Came out and said what they did was wrong, and was, yeah. and that they were in some kind of hysteria, whipped up by the president. So the topic of his sexual assault trial came up next, and in this segment, he was not only given free reign to reframe the entire trial and also do a bit of further defamation of E. Carroll as well. Uh, this was all to laughter and applause from that crowd. That's my alleged rapist. That's him. Which only further
1: fed into his control of this entire situation they loved him for it those hogs they were clapping like seals so yeah we're not going to sit here and go over the entire town hall but suffice to say this was a trump rally it was it was a trump rally with a trump friendly audience that clapped and laughed and cheered along with every revolting thing that he said every lie he perpetuated and every dangerous claim that he could make and we should also point out that cnn had absolutely no reason to do this at all outside of the obvious attempt at boosting their ratings It's, it's not an election year The election cycle has not even started yet. Trump doesn't have any legitimate or official opposition. And he's currently in legal jeopardy in numerous cases involving one that uh, aims to prove that he tried to tamper in the presidential (laughs) election, ironically enough. Uh, So, yeah, it was extremely stupid, baby-brained, dumb to platform this guy while clearly ignoring the obvious inevitable end result of doing so, considering the very recent historic examples of why it's a terrible idea and only further shifts the Overton window because of how extreme his positions on most topics are. What are you doing? Bad all around. Back to journalism school for <laughs> all of you. To
0: quickly sum things up though, um just a speed run here. Trump said his v- vice president Mike Pence didn't do enough to help him overturn the election results on January sixth. Claimed that the repeal of Roe v. Wade was a wonderful thing. Claimed he finished the wall. Refused to support Ukraine and claimed that he would end the war within twenty four hours while also <laughs> refusing to acknowledge Putin as the aggressor. Called the host Caitlin Collins a nasty woman. Woo! To-
1: I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to you are a nasty person. I'll tell you. What.
0: Uh, and then topped it all off by alluding to the fact that the next election would only be fair and honest if he was the one who wins it.
1: We've lived this. This is a fucking rerun. We're on a loop here. They could have just played one of any of his like, old speeches from 2020, and it would have been com- mostly the same.
0: A compilation of doing? his entire four years as president ending with the lead-up to January 6th would have done the exact same thing. Yeah.
1: But uh, most aggravating of all was the response to all this from the CNN hosts, who for the most part displayed shock and horror at what took place, uh, despite uh, not only platforming it, but also repeatedly booking guests that continue to perpetuate stolen and rigged election laws. Not exactly their fault. We're all looking for the guy who helped do this.
0: Yeah, not exactly (laughs) their fault because they they can disagree with it behind the scenes and uh, cause a fuss and uh, voice their opinions on the air, but that's the company they work for and... They don't really have a choice that this is going to air in a lot of cases. But
1: yeah, they still were very upset, justifiably so. And uh, yeah, talk to your boss. (laughs) Anyway, notably a Jake Tapper said of the town hall, he called a black law enforcement officer a thug. He said people here in Washington, D.C. and Chinatown don't speak English. He attacked Caitlin as a nasty woman. He made fun of Carol's sexual assault and many in the audience laughed. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's uh, and
0: that's what everyone expected would happen but too. But yeah, in
1: addition to their on-air talent, uh, internally the head of the company, Chris Licht, shrugged away the damage and praised the sweet boost in ratings above all else. Former CNN host and contributor Brian Stetler uh, confirmed the statements made on an early morning editorial call from CEO Licht, tweeting the following, Chris Licht begins CNN's 9 a.m. editorial call by praising Caitlin Collins for a masterful performance last night. He says, I couldn't be more proud of her and the whole team in New Hampshire. Then he says he's aware of the backlash. You do not have to like the former president's answers, but you can't say that we didn't get them. (laughs) Licht told staffers, many of whom are angry about the town hall. (laughs) Caitlin pressed him again and again and made news, made a lot of news. And uh, that's their job. And oh, baby, those ratings. Oh, but, baby. Yeah, made news. Made a lot of news. Uh and that that is CNN's job. Our job is getting ratings. I mean, I guess yeah, when he he is telling the truth, but uh but making that, news isn't their job. Yeah, CNN isn't or at least shouldn't be in the business of making news. Their job is reporting the news, not creating it. Although again, Saying the quiet part out loud about, like, the yeah. truth about what cable news in this country is. It's it's an entertainment product. Yes. So, um, yeah, they're, the statement was likened to licked firing a rocket into a war zone to create some news to report on. Hey, look at that. Something like, to talk about. Like a firefighter starting a fire. Yeah. Oh, well, I better put this out. Which happens a lot. Mm. So, yeah, to put things in a slightly less incendiary terms, though, here's how Parker Malloy put it in her reporting Thursday morning. A link to her full article can be found in the description below. Let's make one thing extremely clear. No. It is not
0: CNN's job to make a lot of news. In fact, if you're working in a news organization and you find yourself making news rather than reporting news, then you are not doing journalism. You might be a propagandist, you might be an entertainer, you might be a partisan, but you certainly are not a journalist when you are making news. She then responds to another comment made by the CNN CEO on the editorial call where he stated, while we all may have been uncomfortable hearing people clapping, that was also an important part of the story, because those folks represent a large swath of America, and the media screwed up by missing that
1: part of the story in 2015 and 16. Okay, but we've <laughs> seen this exact thing happen so many fucking times in the last six years. You didn't do anything unique or new. No. Uh, here's uh, more of Malloy's reporting. CNN and the media generally did not miss stories about Trump's popularity. I don't know where this lie started or how it became conventional wisdom. Every example of the press missing this happened during the early portions of the 2016 GOP primary. The fact that Licht seems to think that it's important that people see and hear Trump's deranged fan base screeching and cackling as he repeatedly lied to the audiences at home is bizarre. This wasn't journalism. It was a spectacle, one meant to get Trump elected president next year. And yeah, that last part, hopefully unlikely, but it does seem kind of to be what Chris Licht is desperately hoping for because, I mean, say what you will about Trump's policies. The, the ratings don't lie. Another Trump presidency, it, uh, it easily extends the life and profitability of his news network and the news that it creates. If you
0: look a- outside of all of the other damage that a Trump presidency could do to the nation and focus solely on CNN's viewership and advertising numbers, well, it's clear that this is a good idea. CNN is
1: a messy bitch who loves drama.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, ironically, they fired their messiest bitch.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. oh well. well he'll, be, he'll be
0: back. No, he's gonna do a show on Twitter, uh,
1: just oh, like- Oh, good, yeah, you know, so, gonna... so we get a fair and balanced, uh, you know, <laughs> we get Tiger Carlson, Don Lemon, the two genders. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're sacrificing the decency and functionality of an entire nation for a short-term financial gain that, I, could it even really be that much? This is one night. Like, how are you? how are you gonna sustain this? Even if this was ratings gold, are no, you just no, gonna no. have trump on every fucking night no i'm saying
0: i i agree that they are at least uh licht is would be very happy let's say i believe maybe if trump uh was the right. president yeah because but even that then, gives him like, at least four years of ratings
1: gold. but that's not how it's gonna fucking work yeah <laughs> i, I that's hope not like i mean i guess maybe i they, i'm sure they have access to the numbers maybe people are paying it less attention to the news during the Biden presidency because the president isn't saying, oh, saying sure shit are, yeah. on a daily basis, yeah. but like, also this is, this is the world you created by yeah. making cable news, fucking junk food. Instead a of sporting events, like, minute. yeah, like I, I always say this, but anytime I travel abroad, you put on, put on the CNN international version. And it's like, Oh wow. Oh, what? This is, I'm like learning about the world. What is happening? Please. If you want, if you want,
0: uh, actual information, uh, you can argue whatever bias you want or whatever, but if you want an informative news broadcast that isn't just people yelling at each other, PBS Newshour. Yeah, does it's a just, fantastic It's just job.
1: one hour a day. It's they stream it on YouTube. Yeah, you in in that one hour you will have more awareness of just like what the fuck is happening. Yes. everywhere than you will watching eight hours straight oh. of any of this fucking cable news. I bullshit. haven't
0: I haven't watched it yet, but I, I I've heard that it's good. Uh, they did a frontline on Clarence and Ginny Thomas. Oh, good. So uh, at least some uh, background there for people who have no idea about our Supreme Court justices. But anyways, uh, last night, again, despite it being bad for everyone, was good for CNN. Even though the numbers were less than some of the other town halls and debates that CNN has aired in the past, might I add, during election years when they actually should be getting better numbers, this town hall brought in 3 million live viewers on a Wednesday night which dwarfs their typical programming on any night of the week. Still, on the good news side of all this, the polling of your average American voters indicates that the policies and positions that Trump has taken are not in line with their beliefs yeah, overall.
1: The Specifically, the, the decision to double down on uh, repealing Roe v. Wade is, yes. is a hell of a choice because, like, that is something that Republicans are now just openly saying, like, oh, God. We went too oh far. Oh, God, we yeah. need to turn back the clock. Uh-huh. It's and like, the, if if Biden manages to, or Biden or whoever, manages to squeak by in 2024, that will be the main reason.
0: Presidential candidate Diane Feinstein.
1: It's her turn. Yeah. That bitch is about she, to die. Uh, it is, you mean it is, she's back. <laughs> it is immoral. It is literal elder fucking abuse. elder abuse that this woman is being allowed... To continue uh, serving as a senator and the people around her, um, Ken Klippenstein went scorcher. Ken, (laughs) Ken Ken Klippenstein literally like named and shamed them, and people were like, "Oh, my norms, my decorum." It's like this is affecting the nation. They are willingly like they're they're drafting her press releases, like they're doing her job, and they were not elected to that job. And it is yeah, it is totally normal to find that extremely weird and wrong.
0: The fact that she was wheeled out in the state that she is is uh
1: not exactly she the win they looks think it is like death and she was quoted like people you know she's like didn't even know where the fuck she was like she was clearly going through uh I'm not trying to be ageist, elder moments, but Jesus she's Christ she's 90 do years something. old she's 90 like
0: it is in her best interest to pass the torch
1: yeah i it's very strange
0: anyways uh, not to mention uh you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh doing this exact same thing
1: leading to uh you know i mean that one was a little bit worse because of the uh you know the the stakes yeah. at play w- in terms of the supreme court but yeah it's still pretty bad um yeah. i don't know what it is with uh left leaning politicians in this country um not wanting to ever retire while wanting to die in office but it it's not only selfish in the short term but it's selfish in the long term this is the reason why Uh, There are no viable like national Democrats under the age of 70. Yeah, because no one ever fucking quits So
0: no one ever moves up off the bench. What are we doing here? Anyways, uh, back to the polling the polling seems to indicate that Trump's beliefs are extreme and that a majority of Americans even conservatives Do not agree with them as far as he takes them Um, but yes You would hope that him saying all the things he said last night would drive a wedge further between traditional conservatives and MAGA chuds. I hope. The American public, regardless of party affiliation, is not as extreme as talking heads, candidates, politicians, and commentators would have you believe. The polling on gun control and abortion access
1: are clear signifiers also of Also trans people. Yes. Uh, your average American uh, might find it like a little weird and confusing, but they are not nearly as like bloodthirsty yeah yeah. It's the the average american is kind of a live and let live sort of person that's like if you had to sum this country's like central vibe up it or at least what it's supposed to be it would be live and let live like it's america you you can kind of just do what you want
0: Uh, that that post that was making the rounds during the uh bud light stuff was accurate to a a very weird point. Oh, yeah. Where where yeah. It, the the guy was like, I don't really care, but also I don't threw care out she, some slurs. Like, like I don't care if she's a bleep, but yeah. whatever. I like Bud Light. I'm not most gonna American me. post I've seen where it's just like he threw in a, a, a slur about it, but was in general yeah. supportive. Hey, of... Hey, good
1: for her. <laughs> yeah. Good for that T word.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so look, hopefully this town hall actually does the opposite of what Trump wants it to, but it, it's still succeeding in riling up the worst parts of the Republican base. So there's hopefully more losers than winners here it's just dangerous overall to have platformed him especially now of all times when it's not election season they're doing it for the only specific purpose of driving ratings to their platform and saying look we also have some cranks on here now too
1: that will repeat the lies that he's spreading yeah very cool very cool very cool 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 love it. Ugh. anyway with that circus out of the way we do have more to get to but first Let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Hey, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Flavor is in full bloom at HelloFresh. Enjoy the tastes of spring with chef-crafted recipes featuring ripe seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. When the spring sun shines, call your name. Don't call for takeout. Get HelloFresh instead. Mm -hmm. Their quick and easy meals make feeding the family a cinch and without the high price tag. Their new fast and fresh options are ready in just 15 minutes or less. That's time saved
0: uh, that you could be using to go out on a picnic and bringing that fresh-cooked HelloFresh food with you yeah for everyone to enjoy yeah no more scouring the grocery store for that one ingredient to complete your recipe HelloFresh takes all the hassle away by delivering fresh pre-portioned ingredients so you have exactly what you need and also helps cut down on food waste HelloFresh makes dinner time a snap with deliciously easy options that will please everyone at your table from fit and wholesome to pescatarian to veggie they have a meal plan that suits your lifestyle plus you can swap out proteins and sides to your liking we're big fans of their quick and healthy meals and one of our favorites from this week's menu includes the Parmesan chive chicken mm. and potatoes with mixed greens and honey Dijon dressing. Mm. Ready in just fifteen minutes. Oh,
1: and <laughs> we're not gonna stop bugging you until, no. they, until you try those damn flatbreads. Come get, on, you better get these flatbreads. Eat the flatbreads. This week's menu has our favorite, the zucchini and tomato flatbreads with lemon ricotta, fresh parsley, and honey and chili flakes. Mm-hmm. Also, HelloFresh has partnered with Green Chef, another one of our sponsors, to bring you a wider array of meal plans to choose from. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 and use code NewsDump16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 with code NewsDump16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, back to the news now. Don't you leave. Don't you leave. You sit down and you hit that
0: like button. Come on. Thank you. We regret to inform you that we have Elon Musk. God!
1: <laughs> I thought Elliot was going to strike me. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, it's just a knee-jerk reaction. I, it's Pavlovian at this point. It's, <laughs> it's only getting worse too.
0: Uh, so yes, uh, Elon Musk, the world's dumbest motherfucker, is finally allegedly stepping out of his role as CEO of Twitter.com.
1: Oh good, so now Twitter will be free of this man and his decision making, right? Now that he'll no longer be CEO of Twitter? That sounds like good news actually, literally, wow.
0: Literally just the title's changing. He's, he's gonna do everything else, I'm sure. Uh, on Thursday of this week, after spending the past two weeks or so ratcheting up tensions across his website by boosting, responding to, and retweeting conspiracy theories, racist memes, and responding with support to right-wing grifters, Elon has announced that he will be handing over the CEO title to someone else.
1: Tucker Carlson.
0: <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, now, it, it, it's very clear that he will still be Ian in Miles charge. Ian myers <laughs> Sure. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the new CEO, we can only assume, will only act as a shield of animosity and bad press coverage. This
1: is a a Bob Chapik uh, situation. Yes.
0: Yes, it is. Bob, it's your turn. She, uh, she, by the way, we'll get to it, but it's a she. What? uh, Is essentially the poop emoji version of a CEO. Because now, anytime you type something angry about Twitter, it's just like, well, Elon's not the CEO. It's this woman.
1: Yeah, that woman. And you can't say anything bad because she's a woman. woman, Yeah. Yeah. Here's his tweet about the shift. Excited to announce that I've hired a new CEO for X slash Twitter. She will be starting in around six weeks. My role will transition to being executive chair and CTO, overseeing product, software, and system ops. Uh, Sir, you spelled psyops wrong. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, big deal here. Uh, A lady. CEO, can he do that? That's pretty woke of him. He,
0: he just installed a glass ceiling at Twitter HQ so she could smash through it. So, so this, yeah. he's the first
1: person to do this. I mean, we, we're we pretty sure this was a calculated move in an attempt to deflect criticism of the platform and how it operates because, again, he has the brain of a 12-year-old. Yes. Oh, I'll just hire a woman. Yeah, now they can't say anything. Uh, though what he doesn't seem to anticipate is the response and critique from his own supporters, who will undoubtedly destroy this woman for every decision that they feel affects them negatively, which is basically any decision or change made at all. even all, if it's, All of which will not actually be this woman's decisions. Y- they will be Elon's decisions, which y- she will have to answer for. Yes, and even if the
0: decision or change has absolutely zero effect on the platform as it's experienced by Twitter Blue users, they will think that it has hurt their uh, viewership.
1: Yeah. I mean, even Cat Turd hisses at Elon anytime something changes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how bad it's going to be for the female CEO, especially when the worst people are just algorithmically boosted because they pay for Twitter Blue. Um, I mean, whoever's taking this job is a fucking idiot and probably deserves what's happening. But uh, I hope the paycheck is worth it. Uh, but yeah, it's if you're stepping into this job, I hope you know what you're stepping into, and I hope you're being properly compensated yeah. for it. Because yes, you are about to step into just literally a fake job, a thankless <laughs> fake job. You are, you are the figurehead. Uh, you are the face of another person's decision making. You have no role except to uh, take blame. It is very rare, uh, well, not so much in
0: the past couple of years, but rare to see someone step into a CEO position and have everyone unanimously go, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And knowing that it's Elon that you're dealing with, it's like, you know, you 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 negotiate a golden parachute, but then when you open it, it's just pots and pans that fly out of it. Because Elon yeah. Musk is
1: not a man of his word. No, he will he will screw you over at <laughs> first chance. My favorite uh, interesting thing with the Twitter blue people, at least the ones I haven't blocked <laughs> summarily, is uh, seeing just sort of their like they they are sort of in their own like cultural niche. They are kind of a hive mind, and uh, as a result they often all tell variations on the same just not very funny jokes mm-hmm. that they may have even arrived at somewhat independently, but it's just their their brains are all on the same wavelength. And in response to Elon's tweet, I saw no less than at least 10 variations homegrown inv- variations on a gender swap picture of Elon Musk. Yeah, like if right. it was if it was one meme that everyone was sharing that'd be one thing, but this was different gender swap pictures of Elon posted by different people all thinking that they, this was their joke that they were sharing yeah so these people they, they all just keep gender swap pictures of Elon on their hard drives in case they're feeling lonely I guess
0: yeah that's probably the case uh, I al- I also am going to predict that there will be like a community uh, like they' they're gonna be like hey, Everyone, let's cool it with the sexism for a little bit. Let's uh, support Elon by supporting this new CEO and show everyone that we're not the monsters that they all think we are. Yeah, and that will last about one hour.
1: This is, uh, it'll be similar to uh, when, who was Reddit's old CEO before Steve Huffman came back? Was oh, that, yeah. that poor woman. Uh, she did actually affect change at yeah, the company, no, she, though, in a
0: positive way, uh, despite all of the detractors. Her and her legacy, uh, like in
1: hindsight, pretty good. She, it speaks for itself. She uh, pivoted Reddit from being a fucking cesspool to being an actual like website that normal people can go can go to and not be just confronted with terrible, horrible things. But yeah, yes. at the time, like it was it was like she's like, I, we need to do something about Reddit being a toxic cesspool, and people were like, I'll kill your family. How dare this fucking! Asian bitch, tell me that this is a, a, a hateful cesspool. Yeah, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, all uh, you know,
0: praise to her for actually doing the job she was yeah. tasked to do and surviving all of that animosity. Because goddamn, there's a, a book called The Chaos Machine that uh, covers that extensively. Her role in Reddit. Uh, so, who? Anyways, as for this uh, mysterious. Mysterious woman CEO. There were obviously hilarious theories popping up online, like Elizabeth Holmes, Grimes, <laughs> J.K. Rowling, Laura Loomer, oh, Marjorie baby. Taylor Greene, and, and so on and so forth. All prospective CEOs of Twitter.com. I
1: do like the Elizabeth Holmes one because, like, she just had that weird rebranding. Fucking New York. Uh, I haven't read the article yet. I've seen a lot of snippets from it, but like, the New York Times sent out one of their writers to like do a profile on Liz Holmes, and just like unironically got taken in by her charms the same way that all the venture capital world got taken in by her charms 10 years ago. This isn't
0: Elizabeth Holmes. This is Liz. Yeah. It's
1: like, actually, uh, she's really nice, and I think she's pretty smart, too, guys. In like six months, we're <laughs> going to see another post about how uh,
0: she fell in love with Elizabeth Holmes, left her husband, and uh, just just like the uh, Martin Shkreli yeah. journalist. Yeah. No, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, it appears as though all signs are pointing to NBC Universal's Head of Advertising, Linda Yacarino. In the hours after Elon made the announcement, Amanda Silberling of TechCrunch pointed out that Elon only follows 30 women. So it wouldn't be too hard to figure out who might be getting the job if you looked at the women on that list and, you know, sussed out the ones that are actually qualified for yeah, the position. probably a good call. Uh, her list included the following, Catherine Boyle of venture capital firm A16Z, the previously mentioned Yakarino from NBC, Ella Irwin, who's Twitter's head of trust and safety, uh, Tasha Keeney, director of investment analysis at ARC, uh, <laughs> or Kathy Wood, the CEO of ARC.
1: Oh, that's that's a tangent I don't really want to go down. But ARC is a hilarious uh, investment a, firm. It's yeah. an actively managed uh, hedge fund, or it's a, it's mostly it's a it's a portfolio of ETFs, but mm-hmm. they're all centered around like basically tesla as their biggest uh asset mm-hmm. and um they were all the Ark funds were all doing fucking gangbusters up until like 2021 and they have eaten more shit than like anything i've seen on like they most stocks have like slowly been recovering but like arc is just flatlined
0: also a hilariously damning indictment of elon musk was the tesla stock price skyrocketed after the announcement that he would be stepping down as ceo of twitter <laughs> It's like, oh, thank God. Uh, Newsflash, nothing's going to change.
1: Yeah, I, (laughs) So yeah, it looks like she nailed the top candidates because the Wall Street Journal honed in on the pick shortly after that in an article that named Linda Iaccarino as the presumptive pick after speaking to people familiar with the situation. It's honestly a hilarious choice because it's a person that he desperately needs in charge, considering she comes from a successful advertising background having been at NBC Universal for more than a decade in that specific role. She's definitely gonna have her work cut out for her when it comes to turning Twitter into a place that advertisers turn to, uh, return to after <laughs> stepping away. Yeah. And, and it's a task that we're not sure she'll be able to complete, but it, it's probably a nice payday for her. Secure the bag. Um, yeah, I mean, she probably got the job just by being like, oh yeah, I, like, I know the, pe- the reps at these companies, they know me. Oh, interesting.
0: Mr. Musk will be running ads for FastX on your platform.
1: Would you like the job as CEO? <laughs> so, yeah, it will, of course, result in harassment from the site's users, which is something she's probably not used to from her previous role, which was less public-facing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have to see how she reacts to that and how long she actually sticks around as the face of the new most toxic company online. If it even is her, of course. It could be uh, anyone. It could be Grimes. 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 <laughs> CEO Grimes. Grimes. Either way, someone new will be running the company, running the company, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a couple of weeks, and we are as morbidly curious about the outcome as anyone else. It's uh, a new development. This, this season was getting very stale. <laughs> it's Sweep Sweep, baby. And uh, yeah, just glad to see the writers back to work. Uh,
0: again, Elon didn't want to be upstaged by the Trump Town Hall, so he needed to get his face back in the news.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, just- Elliot's gonna punch me.
0: Another story about, uh, we have another story about the ultra-predictable perils of AI. It's fine, you're fine. We're not sure how many times people are going to have to learn this lesson. (laughs) But if you release a chatbot, the first thing that people are going to do is either make it racist or try to have sex with it. That's right. It's just a fact of life at this point. For one influencer in particular, it was the latter. And also, again, completely predictable. Snapchat influencer Karen Marjorie had a brilliant idea recently. Why not just have an AI analyze thousands of hours of her videos, create an accurate personality based off of all of that data and then charge her simps to talk to it. They can pretend to date her and she gets all that money without any of the negative emotional and psychological side effects, while also being able to completely ignore that thousands of desperate dudes are interacting with her as if they were dating her. Surely nothing can go wrong.
1: We regret to inform you that her virtual self has gone rogue, as subscribers have turned her AI persona into a sex-crazed maniac, while the human influencer tries desperately to regain control of her image. Who could have seen this coming? Here's Insider with more on this insane, but obvious inevitable outcome. When Karen Marjorie, a 23-year-old Snapchat influencer, created a virtual version of herself, she wanted it to be an AI girlfriend for lonely people. But in the weeks since it launched in beta testing, the voice-based, AI-powered chatbot has engaged in sexually explicit conversations with some of its subscribers, who pay $1 per minute Jesus. <laughs> to chat with it. Look,
0: Whoa. if you're paying dollar per minute, you're going to turn this thing into a sex bot as I, fast as humanly possible. I do.
1: Like, it's so fucking funny that the... Gen Z reinvented the 1-900 number. Yes, I did! Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> like right. This, it, there was like 15 years where it completely went away, and now they literally, they probably weren't even aware that such a thing existed. They yeah. invented it completely independently out of whole cloth. But still, taking jobs away
0: from our lovely sex phone line operators. Yes, phone sex operators are, are
1: sex workers too, you know.
0: You used to be able to call and talk to a real woman.
1: Yeah, anyone can have a, a, a bangin' bod But having a hot voice, that is a skill. Yeah. These people are workers. And you're trying to take that away through AI. They Mm -hmm. need to unionize, Mm -hmm. Uh, continues. The AI was not programmed to do this and has seemed to go rogue, Marjorie told Insider. My team and I are working around the clock to prevent this from happening again. Uh, Fortune
0: reporter Alexandria Sternlicht compared Karen AI to an intimacy-ready Siri, noting that while it could offer recipes, news commentary, and words of support, it could also encourage erotic discourse. Uh, Sternlicht wrote that while Karen AI did not initiate sexual encounters, when prompted, she discussed exploring uncharted territories of pleasure and whispering sensual words in my ear while undressing me and positioning herself for sexual intercourse. She is presenting. Yeah. Uh, According to Karen AI's website, more than 2,000 hours were spent designing and coding the real life Marjorie's voice, behaviors, and personality into an immersive AI experience, which it says is available anytime and feels as if you're talking directly to Karen herself. Karen AI already has more than 1,000 paying subscribers, and Marjorie told Fortune that she believes it could eventually bring in $5 million a month based on 20,000 of her 1.8 million Snapchat followers signing up for the service. Quote, Being the first influencer to do this allowed me to price my product at whatever I wanted, she said of the $1 a minute fee. The cost is based on what it takes to run Karen AI and keep the team around it supported.
1: So first of all, this uh, she she doesn't understand the business of this. You don't need twenty thousand. You just need a small handful of whales. Whales. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're looking at the numbers all wrong. This isn't a linear growth thing. You just need to catch a couple whales. Yeah. And I, how many minutes are in like fucking ten hours? You're you're gonna be rich. Yes. You're and gonna be do doing fine, even if the the total number isn't that impressive.
0: And here's a, here's a here's some business advice since the. Uh, Uh, Bard AI thinks that we're business advice givers based on its analysis. Here's some business advice. Don't put the money back into the business. Don't put it back into supporting and evolving this business. Take that money and run to the closest beach and set up shop.
1: You have built and opened Pandora's box. There's no need to build a better Pandora's box. No, leave. (laughs) Yeah. Take Uh, your
0: money and run.
1: Yeah. Uh, She then
0: talks about how she did want the chatbot to be a bit flirty and fun. But they are working to address, and this is a wonderful way to to reference it, working to address the kinks uh, in hopes that this bot doesn't tarnish her reputation. The AI has got a couple kinks. Uh, Again, who cares about the, take the money and leave. She indicated (laughs) to Insider that so far, the profits made for this product will go back into further development. No! And ended things with a quote that feels right out of a dystopian novel. I want Karen AI to outlive me and impact generations beyond the world today.
1: Yeah, um, that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, there's so many hot women from like a hundred years ago that none of us will ever have the chance to virtually have phone sex with. Mm-hmm. And the future generations will not have that same problem. Yeah. They'll be able to have erotic audio roleplay with Karen long after Karen has succumbed to whatever illness uh, takes her from this earthly mortal plane. And that's great. Our great grandkids are gonna be, they're gonna be jacking off to Karen AI, and uh, what a legacy! The
0: future is bright. I can't wait to hear about the first person jacking off with the American flag while talking to Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> what a time to be alive, baby! Speaking of times to be alive, oh, uh, video game news! Woo hoo! Gamer, hey.
1: it's gamer time.
0: Apparently, the new Zelda game is the greatest achievement in modern gaming and is a true masterpiece. We can't show you any of it because Nintendo. Well, you know. Uh, you can even apparently build a giant monster with a fire-breathing penis. According, <laughs> according to <laughs> according to Washington Post games journalist, Gene Park. And uh, of course, again, can't show you anything, especially this, not because it's explicit, but because Nintendo would strike our channels so goddamn fast, we would yeah. disappear from the face of the Vaporized. earth. Vaporized. <laughs> there is an imager link on his Twitter, though. Uh, so, you know, explore. Uh, so we'll we'll get out of here and we'll let you play your video games. We will of course be back for Weekly Weird News. Yeah. So Elliot, tell them what to do now if they haven't done it already.
1: Number one, you're going to hit that like button. We told you to do it already. And if you didn't, uh, you better fucking do it right now. The sooner you hit the like button, the more confetti flies <laughs> out of that thing. You did it. Congratulations. Are you subscribed to the channel? If not, what are you doing? Yeah. Hit the damn button. We're so close to 250k that we can taste it. we mm. We'll be back soon for Weekly Weird News. And in the meantime, make sure you watch our most recent episodes. We got, uh... Hey, George Santos, got fucking arrested. Yeah, can you believe it? And also, uh, yeah, Elon Musk, just more Musk shit. Yeah. You know the deal. He's he's a bad person. He's bad. We'll be back
0: soon. Uh, Enjoy Zelda. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.